0: What
1: is up guys? Welcome to the Here to Evolve Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are going to teach you how to sell better. But first, if you are a new listener, two main things we hit on in this podcast: business and health and fitness. So, health and fitness side of things, we run a company called SD Evolution. Basically, we take all the BS that you're reading online and filter that out for our clients and then just regurgitate it to you in in digestible small bites that you can actually take and apply to your regular everyday lifestyle. We do the same thing on this podcast. We take those concepts. We're going to explain them to you. We're going to break them down so you can invent those you know, throughout your daily life. Business side of things, very unique perspective. I think it's pretty cool. We're not at the top of the food chain by any means, obviously, but we're not brand new to this. We've had a lot of success. We've done some things very well. Um, so we talk about basically what we've done well. What hasn't worked well, um, you know? what we're currently doing, some, some fun things on that side that you might be able to take and apply, not just if you're an entrepreneur, um, but any aspect of work that you're in to, to further your, your career and just get the most out of what you're doing. So those are the two main things we hit on. If you are a regular listener and you have not yet, first of all, I'm looking at you. So feel, feel my eyes because I'm staring at you. Leave us a review. Podcast for Apple, Spotify. Share us on social media, tag us so we can repost it. Anything along those lines is greatly appreciated. Make sure you're doing those things. Um, but anyway, let's circle back. Today, we're going to talk about sales. So just learning how to be a better closer. Um, some some better things you can apply if if you're not enjoying sales and you kind of dread it and it makes you feel cringy. I'll, I'll just start off by saying you're probably doing it wrong.
0: Well, I think it would be helpful for them to sort of hear our how we started doing things and how we've evolved over time with sales so when we started sd evolution it was boot camp so everything was pretty much word of mouth but it was
1: badass boot camp badass boot camp was was fitness warriors
0: um so we had you know word of mouth just kind of people we knew in person. We threw up a few things on like that meetup website and got clients that way. But when we transitioned to online coaching, we just had our website. We had all of our pricing list on th- listed on there. We had our packages on there and people could just kind of come and go as they pleased. They could sign up right on the site. We had no clue who this client was. <laughs> they paid already and they were waiting for their program. And now we do, and this is fast forward Seven years later, we do consult calls for free with every potential client that we have. And I remember the first time we did a video call for the first time. It was in 2017, because I think we were in our little townhouse in Colchester. And I was so nervous. And it was our client, Jamie, and I'll never forget it because. We kind of went through our whole thing. We did so much talking, um, and you know, we finally dropped what we had for pricing at the time. And her response was, "Are you kidding me?" And we were just kind of sitting there, like, "Oh shit!" Like, what do we say? And she was like, pleasantly surprised, like, so excited, like, "Are you kidding me? I'm so happy!" But As Kai we thought, would say, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Okay, we're not going to get into what Kai would say, but you know, at in that moment, I was like we we effed up like we had just increased our prices and i was like oh my god this is terrible um but it obviously ended up working out she was a client for like four years and it was fine but it's just it's interesting because i'm not the salesperson ironically josh has that background but it's ironic because i'm the person sort of marketing and who has done a big chunk of that for our business up until now
1: i've always hated sales i've always been a part of it like every job that i've had has has had to do with sales and i've done very well with it and up until we ran our own show like i've hated it and that's because i was successful for one different reason than why i hated it so i hated it because it was always very pushy it was always something where management would always say hey you know we're always driving the sale that's the end goal is is the sale and in actuality that's complete bullshit and if you're leaders your coworkers are teaching you that way they're completely fucked up because it is not about the sale it's not about driving the sale and and making the sale at all costs and closing the sale it's about providing value it's about developing a relationship with that person and that's why I was successful is I was always able to develop those relationships because I would I was able to connect with each with each potential client or customer coming in wherever I was at whatever the goal was whatever the situation was and that was from actually personal training so I my first real job was being an in-person trainer and that was at a, a local gym i grew up at i trained out my whole life so i got clients by having conversations by by training next to these people well before they were clients and they just enjoyed my vibe and immediately we had that rapport so i kind of carried that over naturally into these other jobs and these other positions as far as immediately having those conversations you know walking up with a smile on your face making sure they know that you're a friendly person you're there to help them not to sell them That's the difference. If you're there to help somebody, they're there to listen. If you're there to sell somebody, they want you to fuck off as soon as you look at them.
0: And I think that that perspective and that point sort of is what can be challenging for a lot of people who are online coaches. Or if you work in any online business, it's like, how do you make these connections being virtual? How do you make these connections and show that you're a warm person that cares about this person over your phone or over the computer and I know that is a lot of you guys listening right now whether you are in online coaching or whether you are in another online business but a question I get a lot and I just answered this on a Q&A on Instagram the other day is how did you grow your following and for me it's never been about I want to be I want to reach 100,000 people I want to reach you know have 80,000 followers it's never been about that. It's it's about al- how many
1: booty pics can you put up?
0: It's always been about you know, making, making connections and making these relationships with every person that follows me and answering every DM that I get or as many as I can now. Um, and, you know, answering comments and answering people's questions and showing them that they matter. That's really what I've done. And that's, that's my answer for as how I've grown is because I care about these people. Like if you think of let's say you have even 500 followers think of 500 people in one room that's a lot of people and I feel like social media has almost like devalued like we think 10,000 followers is not that many whereas if you had the opportunity to talk in front of 10,000 people every day that's crazy
1: if you're sharing your message to 20 invested people 20 people who actually care about what you're saying that's a huge impact
0: yeah, I think you have to think about it that way. So instead of thinking, how many followers can I get? How much money can I make? How much can my business grow? You have to switch that, that mindset and you have to think, how many people can I impact today? How many people can I help today? Who can I answer today? How can I make this person's day better? And that will always trump anything else that you do in your business.
1: Yeah, if you're paying for followers, you want the appeal of, oh, look at me. I have 100,000 followers. You're not there to connect with all your people so it's right. it's a mindset that you're taking into this if you want to help your five followers if you want to help your 10 followers that's an entirely different angle that you're taking from someone whose first instinct is to go buy followers who don't exist who aren't engaged in what they're talking about who aren't becoming their cheerle- cheerleaders who aren't loyal to their purpose who
0: are never going to buy anything from you so the buying followers is literally just for show and it's never going to help you grow your business in any way so i think that this is kind of (laughs) transitioning to social media but um i mean it's important it's important for what we're talking about and i think that ultimately your mindset with sales and how you approach marketing and how you approach social media is it matters
1: so let's kind of circle back with what i started with if you cringe when you think of sales and you hate sales and every sales call you have gives you anxiety, you're going about it the wrong way. And so here's what I mean by that. If you go into this thinking, I need to close the sale. I need to make this money. I'm relying on this to grow my business. You already have the wrong attitude. So flip that around and just look forward to the call and learning about the client. So this is about becoming a listener. Let that client talk to you, let that client share you, share with you, you know, what they, what their needs are, what they need from you specifically, And then all you're going to do back is relay how you can help them with those needs, how you can provide value to fix those needs, to help them overcome a certain problem, to give them a solution. And this becomes a back and forth conversation that's productive on both sides. So a client is going to be more engaged once they're listened to and they understand that you understand what they need. From there, that value exchange becomes, here's what you need. Here's what I can do for you. That client feels great about paying whatever that cost is because you feel great about what you're giving to that client. So that's the value exchange. When there's a value exchange, everybody wins. And there's nothing to feel cringy about. There's nothing to have anxiety about. It's either, you know, at the end of the day, if you close a sale, it was a good fit. If you didn't close a sale, it wasn't a good fit. But you still help that person because you help them identify what they actually need. And it may not be something that you provide.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to go into each call. like You're going to just talk to your grandma on the phone or like a friend on the phone and just have a normal conversation and not overthink anything don't try to follow like a script that you wrote out just talk to them and you have to just be open to also letting them talk and understand fully what they're looking for Um, and what we do is we have prospective clients apply for a call with us, but in that application, we're asking for a lot of their information up front. So, you know, we're asking about them, what their goals are, asking specific questions. History. History, so we already have an idea of what they're coming to us for. We review that before the call, and then once we're on the call, we already know what they're gonna say pretty much, and they probably elaborate a little bit more than what they wrote, some of them at least. And did, you looked like you were going to say something. No, you can finish that up. Um, they elaborate a little bit, and we kind of just roll with it from there. So that, in a way, helps us prepare for the call. It has helped us ease any anxiety going into it, knowing they're already a pretty good fit, usually, for, if what, we take the call. for what we offer. And if it's not a good fit from that questionnaire, we reach out and cancel the call. But um, it's just a good way to kind of break the ice for your anxiety a little bit and also ensure that the person that you're talking to isn't going to waste your time massively
1: 100 percent, and that's you know when we take this to the to that next level it's a situation you know where we are identifying their needs like you just mentioned we're, we're identifying that even before jumping on that call so from there it's not that we need their entire history on the phone we're going to get most of it again and that's fine it's going to reinforce and help us kind of clarify again but that doesn't mean we're not talking at all and i actually apologize for this on our calls i'm like i know this is a ton of information to digest in 15 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever it ends up being um, but we also have to set a clear expectation for what it is we provide so we listen first but we're not silent the whole call we still have to set realistic expectations. This is what we do. Here's how I can help you. This is exactly what my process looks like so that they're not confused. They're not thinking it's going to be one thing and it's a big mess You know, when they get there compared to what they thought it was going to be. And that's something we kind of fine tune as we went throughout our, our pitch. So you mentioned you don't follow a sales script. You do and you don't. I can, I say the same thing on every single call to make sure that I don't miss anything because I've done that. I've, I've tried to kind of wing it on a call and I leave out a very important piece or a few very important pieces of what we do and it doesn't paint the whole picture for the client. So that's a situation where it, it, it's not a sales sheet that we're reading off that's of. What it's, I mean. it's literally a conversation. Well, I mean, if some people might need to, they might need to take notes and make sure they hit on those. Yeah. We in the beginning,
0: in the beginning, sure. I was just saying, don't like read off of a sheet or it sounds robotic, like be a human and and, like you you say the same things, yes, but I'll notice depending on like the type of person that we're talking to, you sort of sometimes shift your vibe. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you know you do this or not, but you do it. And it, it just, it's funny because it just shows that while yes, you are following a sort of quote unquote script you know how to adapt that to meet that person's energy
1: yeah i'll change my inflections um and i'll relate it to what they just told me um but i'm just saying like to me it's literally not a script i'm having the conversation i've had it a thousand times so i know exactly what i'm saying word for word it's it's very similar every time But for someone who's brand new to this, it's not a bad idea to have certain notes jotted down like, hey, okay, these are what I do. Maybe take notes while you're going through the call like this is what they need. Here's what applies to that. This applies to that. This applies to that. And I'll kind of just go back and forth. I do it in my head because, again, we've done this forever at this point. Um, But if they need X, Y, and Z, hey, this is what we do. You mentioned you need X, Y, and Z. Here's how we're going to help you with X. Here's how we're going to help you with Y. Here's how we're going to help you with Z. And that's how we kind of put it all together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also a good idea after the call to sort of reflect how do you feel that you did? What could you improve for next time? Um, what sort of went a little rockier? You know, kind of just assess how it went. See where you need to make changes and don't be afraid to make changes to those things. Whatever you start with, you weren't set with.
1: And get feedback, whether that's direct or indirect. So indirect being a client canceled because something happened didn't happen or a specific reason that's indirect direct you can ask you can reflect on yourself hey i, I forgot to do this i'm jotting this down or you ask a client hey you jumped off board or you know you never signed up what was it that you were looking for if you can't connect the dots yourself ask for that specifically but like i was kind of started started talking about before we've kind of changed the this quote unquote script as we've went because clients have come on and they've canceled because they've expected something entirely different than we provided so it was very important to make sure our entire day-to-day process weekly process overall process was outlined to a t so there's there's no miscommunication there this is what we do this is what we don't do we are not giving you a meal plan we are providing macro adjustments but it's not just macro adjustments here's all the things that go into that we break down lifestyle we break down x y and z if things aren't going well we show you how to fix those things so it's it has to be very detailed you are going to be talking quite a bit if you get to that point if you, you say you know we are i think we're a good fit here's what you can expect from my side of things.
0: Yeah. And it's not foolproof either. There will always be outliers or people who sort of sneak through the cracks that really aren't a good fit. And I think it's important to not beat yourself up over those people because at the end of the day, they weren't a good fit from the start. And that's not necessarily your fault some people just push to start because they think it's what they need and in reality they just are not there so i think it's also really important to not beat yourself up over a either people who don't end up signing with you or b people who sign up and then quit and it just doesn't work out the way that you envisioned it happens to all of us um it it still happens to us as people who have been in business for seven years like i said people sneak through the cracks and it doesn't define your worth it doesn't define who you are as a business or as a company and it it's part of the process
1: totally agree that's you know if we kind of jump into don't live for the sale again if we kind of highlight that again this going back to the value exchange it has to be an aesthetic ex- exchange of value so if you're thinking about the sale the entire time first of all you're just you're reading the room wrong but second of all, you're not having an actual conversation. You're hearing what they're saying without listening. And then you're telling them what you do. So we can't live for the sale today. The whole objective needs to be solving the problem, hearing their needs. And what they're going to do is appreciate you for that. So if it wasn't a good time to sign up now, they might go tell three friends, hey, you know, this wasn't a good fit for me, but you just said you need this. And it kind of sounds like that's what they do. You should reach out
0: or they'll come back they to come you back later. Three they months later, three,
1: three months later. Hey, I tried something else. It didn't work what you were saying really vibed, they come back. What you're doing on a sales call is, pl- pl- is planting seeds. So they're not all going to sprout at the same time. Some are going to be immediate. Most are probably going to be immediate if you're doing sales calls for health coaching. Um, but there are typically a, pl- a plethora of situations where they're coming back to you later because they appreciated the conversation that they had with you.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And this goes for you know clients you've had and you've signed and maybe stayed on with you for three to six months and maybe they have to cancel for whatever reason, always, you know, support them and let them make it or make it clear to them that they're always supported. We're here for that person. And we've had clients come back years later because they know that we're there for them and we're not there just to make a quick buck. So I think at the end of the day, you just have to remind yourself that this prospective client or this actual client is what is who matters and is what is going to build your business to be successful. So give them the value that you know you have and the highest amount of value that you possibly can because that's what gets you clients and that's what keeps them.
1: And don't feel bad about asking for the sale. So if you've checked all those boxes and you're ready to close, don't feel bad about doing that. Again, you've established what they want. You've established how you can help with that. Now all you're doing is telling them what that cost is, what that value is to you translating that over to them so ask for that sale <clears throat> you know you're on the call if you want to wrap it up I, you know us personally we actually give clients 24 hours so we'll say hey listen our our call to action is limited roster size we have clients coming in all the time if we have spots open up we open those up to prospective clients um so our call to action is hey we got a bunch of calls coming up we're gonna hold you a spot for the next 24 hours this spot is yours it belongs to you Follow back up. If you don't sign up, we don't see that questionnaire come through, just let us know. Hey, I'm not moving forward at this time. So that dialogue is still open. There isn't this awkward silence where they feel bad about coming later. We call to action, we hold the spot for them. If they don't circle up, you know, it is what it is. They usually do later on. For yourself, whether that's asking for the, the close on the sale, um, you know, in person, on the phone, right there, you know, you have to figure out what that transition is going to be. You've created that that value, you've established a relationship, ask for what you want back in return. This is how I help you. This is how you help me. There's your agreement. You move forward. So nothing, nothing crazy to feel bad about there. Again, just kind of summarize, wrap it up here. If you feel bad about sales, if it always feels weird and cringy to you, you're doing it wrong. This is a value exchange. Feel good about that. Understand what you provide, and if you're providing something of quality value. You should be singing it to the world, singing it to everyone who walks by it, everyone who comes in, enjoying, looking forward to that. It should not be creating anxiety. You should feel really, really good about what you're doing. Um, so create that value exchange. Ask for what they're looking for. You know, Listen to their needs. Appreciate those needs. Tell them how you can help with those. Um, you know, Nothing crazy to go through here. Solve a problem. That's how you're going to make money in this game. So we'll wrap it up there. Where can they find you?
0: I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.